0: Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Rolling in the Deep podcast. I am Adele, the owner of Babies on Broadway, here with my main gal, Summer. You're getting used to seeing us at this point, hopefully. (laughs) And today we are going to be talking about corporate cancel culture. Is what we're gonna call this one. And really what we're gonna hit at here is if you are actually in the space of, you know, having small children or baby, you know the viralness of bamboo clothing. It, it's a thing. A true thing. Yeah, it's all over there. There's blogs on this, there's a million different companies out there, but one of the main ones, and we've carried them for a really long time, is Kite Baby. They are very popular, they have a very large following. Well, and a couple weeks ago, kite Mm -mm. was pretty much canceled and so we just thought we'd take a moment to one kind of talk about what happened how they got there and you know some things that we're going to do in our shop with that situation, I guess, because it does it does affect, you know, a lot of people out there. So if you're not familiar with the brand Kite, you should look it up. It is K Y T E, and basically this is a brand that really started off um, in the space of bamboo jammies and sleep sacks. They make an awesome product, like truly awesome. Yep, they sell all on their own. The sleep sacks are so soft and so nice, and there isn't honestly a ton in that space comparably. So it was a really important brand to be able to obtain and get and was quite exclusive for a while up until recently. So Kite's had more bad behavior potentially in my space than just this recent cancellation, but we'll hit on that a little bit. (laughs) But that being said, Kite blew up because they really poised themselves on their social media to be a company that is all about parents, specifically mothers. Like they actually hit not just both sets of parents, but like really about mom and baby and the process of birth and all of these things. And they had an employee, her name was Marissa, and she had three failed IVF attempts and she had worked for them for less than a year, it sounds like, and then got this amazing call to be able to have the opportunity to adopt a baby. But baby was born at 22 weeks, I believe. So we are talking barely viable. So critical condition baby, nine hours away from her location, and Marissa was granted some time off, two weeks. And so when Marissa reached out to Kite for an extended paternal leave or maternity leave, basically it was vetoed. And she was more or less told that she was to return to work in two weeks or her job would not be held for her. So family medical leave act not coming into play here she's been there for under a yep, year under a, year. Under a yep. year so you do not have that benefit Yeah and then she did go back to them and ask, like, "Hey, can I potentially do some remote work? I will do whatever I need to do. You know, I really want to keep my job with you in this company. Obviously, like medical bills are racking up. I mean, this is a this is an extremely critical care baby, extremely NICU based um, for a, long time. What's going to be a long time? Yeah, yeah. twenty two weeks. That's wild. And so." The owner of the company, it sounds like, ultimately was the one who vetoed it. So that was shot down. Now, her sister, who I don't even think had a social media following, went online. and Marissa's sister, right? Okay. And shared this story. And it was picked up. And it flew. viral. (laughs) (laughs) Real bad. And so uh, this took a bit for Kite to respond, first of all. You know, I have my opinions on, like, I guess... Had I made a fatal error like that, or just in her situation where I think what she was really doing was their company's quite large. So following the policy manual and handbook, instead of Mm -hmm. going off track and making an exception and opening yourself up to more exceptions, she just kind of like, this is our policy. This is where you're at. This is what we got. I do think that like, as you and I navigate some of these pieces of Mm -hmm. HR, we can can understand where like... Be inflexible with some and not other, you know, it bites, is yeah. a real bites you right in the butt sometimes. Yes. Like, it, it's it's hard, yes. so I get that totally. Yeah, and then you gotta weigh out the like, okay, but we also have to be humans. Mm-hmm. Yep, so this is tough. Mm-hmm. So she vetoes it, clearly doesn't expect the lash back that was gonna happen because it's it made. CNN, Ooh. it made Good Morning America. <laughs> this made, I mean, you name it, it was on the news all over the place. Every, everywhere. Yeah, any, everywhere. Any baby related. <laughs> it didn't even have to be baby related. No, I just it made it all over the place. Yeah. And so then she comes on and does this apology and clearly has a PR person and it is horribly scripted. So Horrible. at this point, people are already upset with the company. She probably needed to take a moment to evaluate just being honest and raw and vulnerable. And instead, she read a script and it just came off really disingenuous. And she was called out for that. So that did not go well. And it turned into backlash number two that went viral. <laughs> Ooh, uh, That's Ooh. unfortunate. And then apology then she <laughs> number two came around where... I think maybe she was going to try to go for, like, some vulnerability, but instead was panicked at that point. And the panic apology was equally as cringy as the scripted one, Mm -hmm. where it was literally like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going off script. I I can't believe I'm doing this, you guys. Like, it was bizarre. (laughs) It was real strange. I mean, and you're watching it, and you're like, whoa. Like, what is happening here? I'm coming unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I guess at the point where this if had she like... She should have been mm-hmm. in panic motion. Yeah. yeah. There are so many, like you just type it in at this point and you're going to get videos of NICU nurses standing up for these parents. You've got, you know, parents, adoption community. I mean, you name it, this is deep and wide. Very deep. Yeah, spread. And the first apology addressed pieces of the problem, but just like not appropriately at all. Like just kind of saying like she stood with the adoption community, but like... It it was bizarre because like this is an employee of yours, you know, it's so much deeper than just like standing with the adoption, you know, community. You've got NICU babies, critical care. I mean, 22 weeks, barely viable. I mean, just some of the things you her words were poorly written by her PR person. Real bad. Yeah. So kind of wanted to just come on and discuss that a little bit because we've gotten a lot of questions too. Like the next morning when this was going viral, we certainly woke up to posts on our social media that had, yep, that were saying like, hey, do you know about this story? What is your thoughts on this? You shouldn't be carrying this brand anymore. You know, so even us being a small store kind of like, not you know nearly as big as some of these other places were immediately reminded that this is a problem and people are not wanting to support this brand Well, we had just ordered a big fat order before this happened. I'm talking like a big kite restock where, and they were shipping that out quite quickly because (laughs) they're getting canceled. So it was pretty much already in motion. So we've got this large restock coming and, you know, this brand that fills this gap and it's like, well, what do you do with this? You know? So the bigger issue here is obviously just how it was handled. And again, as a business owner, I had like, some eye-opening moments of just like, man, I get, you know, she went to what her policy was. That policy is written for a reason. It is a poor policy that needs change, right? But sometimes making a gut-like exception can come back and bite you. And, And I know that personally because I tend to err way more on the human side and will definitely go a little bit above and beyond. But I also, again, like, I think that has a woman and a female and a business owner and a mother, like, we feel that, and we're going to try to support you the best that we can in those situations. So different ways that could have been handled, my takeaway on that was, A, she could have just taken her accountability. You know, she could have from the get-go. I think mm-hmm. that that could have been, you know, potentially at least stop the bleeding that was already yes. happening out there just by, by potentially saying, you know, hey, what I did was I tried to follow a policy that was written for a reason. It was wrong, and it was my decision, and it was a poor decision, and you know, here's what I want to do going forward to rectify this. You know, start by donating to Marissa's GoFundMe. Start by taking a large chunk of your proceeds and donating them for the next, you know, unforeseeable future potentially to some NICUs, local charities, places where that it's actually going to make a difference. Maybe you sponsor a family adopting once a month. I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. that could have been done to mitigate like, I know this was wrong. I did it for this reason and I'm not saying that's right, but just like taking it and then like moving forward instead of whatever that weirdness that followed was. And then it really brought to like us as well. Like, so we have a couple of NICU nurses that are on our staff. So we wanted to get their take on it as well. One of them is currently expecting a child. One is recently married. You know, and we were just kind of like, well, what is your views on this brand? Like, you know, do you support it? Do you not? Do you <laughs> want it canceled? They were different. Mm-hmm. You know, they both had different views on it. And then our position of like, how do we, as a company that sells this company? Move forward with this too in the best way possible, knowing we're going to have quite a bit of stock. Now, some of the bad behavior that Kite has had recently, I just want to point this out, besides the fact that for toting themselves a very mother oriented company did not treat their employee very well. But recently, they have done some other crazy things. So, like, open some national accounts, shields. <laughs> um, <laughs> If you didn't get to that. And really my issue is not that they open national accounts, just that I know that there was other small stores that would have liked to have the brand that were granted, like, ter- you know, that we were granted territory that they wouldn't open in previous years. And then all of a sudden you have this store that's like 10 minutes away from us. And then let's move on to like, I had a former staff member who chose to, while working for me, open a store. And for some reason they decided to open her as well, which seemed very behavior in my opinion but okay we can let that go but i think like the biggest thing on a national basis that they did then was their kite curates. so when you are already selling a company that also does direct to consumer and has a large direct to consumer following it's already a battle you're already selling against your own manufacturer yeah the synergy of the world has been very swapped in the last few years and it's kind of a crazy like how do you balance it out right So as if that's not bad enough that most brands do this to you, then all of a sudden Kite decides it's a good idea to also sell the other brands you sell in Kite Curate. So like they kind of became their own store selling other things. It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. And I have yet to see that happen with another brand. I mean, it's strange. And that actually did not go over very well with their customers either because... They were having some mass shipping problems when they were switching warehouses. Remember that one order we had? That took, like, I mean, like, yeah, to get, that we had paid for Mm -hmm. and, like, where is our stuff? And it was warehouse problems. And the consumers were having the same issue. That's not typical of them. No. They were usually best. Yep, right on. So that was kind of strange. So consumers then were like, why are you selling other people's products when you can't even ship your own in a timely manner or like get your own stuff under control? So that actually, I thought, kind of backfired, which was weird because consumers normally won't notice that type of thing. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, cool. I'm on Kite. I can buy other stuff. Not really the response they got, which was interesting to me. And then now you've got all these other companies caught in their cancel. <laughs> so like, if Kite's selling you, now you're a company that they sell, and they're and you partnered with Kite. Yeah, Ooh. and they don't treat their employees very well. So like, right. how do you feel about that? You know, so that's kind of some interesting ground to tread onto. So that's kind of the Kite debacle. I mean, we've heard a lot of people, and again, it's either one of two ways. Like, you don't know when you come in, and you're still going to buy it because you love it, right? Or you really don't love it and don't want to support it. And then it's disappointing for you to see your local retailer still supporting them. So we have kind of talked through this and like our goal with Kite, um, obviously we have this very large order coming through. And so what we decided to do is we will go through this order and we will sell it, but we are going to donate the proceeds to a local, I think it's our local NICU is what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. We're working with our two NICU nurses and has, you know, the pieces of Kite sell. We will be passing the profits on from the company to the NICU to help other families in need. I think that gives it a good balance of like giving back what you can and still, you know, having met the needs of some people who have this need these type of products. Yeah. In the meantime, trying to find good alternative brands. If you're wondering what's good alternative brands to kite, there is lots of good brands of bamboo clothing. So I don't worry about people needing like footies or rompers or like those types of things. There's there, a dime a dozen out there. There's a ton of good companies that you could find. There's tons of Facebook groups that talk about it. So many. But where where it gets tricky is those darn sleep, sleep sacks. sacks. <laughs> yep. So sleep sacks are wearable blankets. If you're not familiar with that, we are not supposed to have blankets in our cribs with our babies. And so these are basically like zip up wearable blankets which are really great, but some really good brands that we have found that are smaller and seem more ethical are going to be like Gunamuna. It's really great. A little bit more expensive, but it yep, seems to be a really good brand. Um, I've heard Wolino is absolutely fantastic. Now we don't sell them and they're overwhelmed with like people trying to open retail accounts right now to get out of kites. So they'll probably have a little bit of growing pains, but I think that that's another brand that is out there that you could try. Um, You know, I mean, Little Sleepies is diving into sleep sacks. Copper Pearl has sleep sacks. So I think there's a few choices. Now, have I, besides Gunamuna and maybe Wolino... And again, they're quite a bit more expensive than the Kite. So Kite also gave you this like value proposition a little bit with it. But those two brands feel the most similar in my opinion currently. But it's kind of a kind of a tough one. It is really tough. Yeah. And part of I think what is good about like this specific instance of this cancellation or light being brought to this is just like the overarching picture of like parental leave. Mm -hmm. And it is you know, garnering some attention across the nation. And so I think that's good. It opens up the doors and the conversations of these situations that maybe aren't precedent out there. Like it's not Mm -hmm. something you really think about. Not in the book. Mm -hmm. There are times you got to go outside the book. Yeah. And certainly we've, you know, had situations that have come up with our staff members. We've had a staff with terminal cancer. We've had a couple different moms who we've had less than a year. I mean, it's all over the board. Now I am an HR's worst nightmare, and we've talked about this. Like I, (laughs) yes, really run from the heart a little bit more. Now on the bright side, probably won't get me canceled, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yay, for me. But it does set some high precedences sometimes and puts just me in a bad position because, yeah, I try to look at each situation individually and on the individual needs of that family and what we're looking at. And sometimes that's not fair, right. right? And so that is where I think you can really get burned. And I understand following a policy manual because I don't have one. I mean, I do, but it's just like really <laughs> boilerplate. And I need a better one. But then that brings the question like, well, how do you address these situations? Because you don't want to be kite. No, you don't. You not want to be stamping that and like this is our policy and we follow it. Could really, yeah, be, they are going to major damage yeah like it's not good do you think they'll survive I yeah I do I do I do think the waters will quiet I hope that for the owner of kite she can really reflect on how to do it a little bit better and be a little bit more genuine but maybe that's just not who she is either I don't know I have met her oh you have yeah yeah I mean did she come across at all genuine? You know, I don't know how many people listen to this podcast, but I'm going to just throw out there that, like, from a retailer standpoint, no, because I <laughs> I don't get the impression, yeah, either. Yeah, and again, you know, tough read sometimes when you're in certain situations, but you know people's energy when you're when you're meeting them, you and do. I would not get that super compassionate energy from her you know that being said I, I don't know I don't know what's going through her head she's clearly panicked at one point the <laughs> second apology I know Summer's just trying not to laugh over here you need this, to go watch it because it was wild it's uh, just a little wild ride. Yeah. watch both I <laughs> mean you, to get a good perspective watching both because it's fun <laughs> the first one is all over the internet as well and that one is just very like and I'm going to apologize I do stand with the adoption community <laughs> Is the teleprompter going any slower? Yeah, (laughs) yes, not good. And then the second one was just panic, and that just came across as like a really hail mary and not good, where it could have just been like, take a deep breath. If you really want to do this and you want to come on and you want to just tell the world like exactly what happened, then be honest. Do it right. And that's all you can do. And then, you know, I'm sorry, but you need to probably throw some money where your mouth is and do a little bit better and do some, you know, charitable donation and, and try to gain that back. I mean, in one of the other fatal errors, I just have to throw this out there, was telling the girl she could have her job back. I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to work for you no more. Pretty certain. <laughs> Which she also did say on Good Morning America. Like, I think it would be, and she was so sweet about it, like, not in my best interest to go back to work for that company, but like, whoa, why would you offer that? Like, what, do you want to go back and work for that? No. No. You don't. I mean that is so it's awkward. Just unsettling and it's for pity, her to have like a pity job, it. right? Yes. Like, oh, we decided we'd change our rules later when we got blown up on social media, but if that hadn't happened and nobody knew you'd be out a job. Yeah. Like, that's just dirty too. It is. It's horrible. So I feel like that could have just been left out and like really just wished her best on her way and probably did a good chunk of money towards the GoFundMe. Real good. And then it didn't help that like other companies, and I really went back and forth with this. This was fun when you told me that I I like this part. And I do love a good GoFundMe. You know, I love to donate to them, but I did like choose to kind of shift that a little bit of a different way because I didn't want it to feel self-serving because there was a point where the news totally caught on to Like, also that all these other companies started donating to her GoFundMe. You got Kate Quinn on there. You've got all these other bamboo brands. Like, literally just like, yeah, we'll sauce you some money, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. And some of them did it in their own personal name, which I thought was great. But, like, the news seemed to know. You know, a company that we work very closely with, like Legendary Milk, donated a large chunk of money and she did it in her own personal name which is not I don't think a lot of people would know mm-hmm. um so I was surprised but the news completely caught on to it and was like yep here's another company that donated great PR for the company and, and you can tell that not yep. that was not everybody's intention yeah. I, I truly think they felt it was terrible and 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 did something about it which is all you can ask right to create some change but at the same time yeah I was like oh man like We can throw a little bit at that, but also I don't want it to feel self-serving. So how can we help our local community and moms that are are going through similar experiences? Because we know, you know, working closely with some NICU nurses and just moms in general, Mm -hmm. that it's a really stressful time in life. So on that, you know, note, I mean, good luck to Kite. Very good. We wish you the best. Um, We are going to go through our current stock and do some donating. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then we'll see where it goes. But do I think they'll survive and come out on the other end? I think people will buy Kite. I think there's a lot of people out there who don't know Mm -hmm, i don't think you're gonna see some of the bigger corporate stores that they you know had picked up or maybe she'll sell like Mm -hmm. that's the other option is let someone buy this and like do a little damage rebranding yeah control like maybe it's time to exit who knows it's it's a hard call. that's a good point but to those employers who are listening out there check your policy you know and maybe you know, that was something we started talking about too. Like, how do we handle this? How do you be graceful mm-hmm. about it? And also though, how do you do it and not set a precedent that's unrealistic for everyone else who walks through the door? Because right. if you do for one, you need to be able to match Two for the all. other. Mm-hmm. And you can't have just like a bunch of people never working. So that, cause that don't work either. Nope. So yeah. Anyways, there is your kite can- cancel corporate culture for the week we thought we'd address it let you know what we're doing about it on our end so yes you will still see kite in our stores and we will not judge you if you buy kite no we definitely have had people say absolutely no we totally get it yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah come buy your kite come buy it we will donate yep We'll just do the best we can, keeping the middle ground on it. So, all right, you guys. Well, thank you for tuning in this week to the Rolling in the Deep. Make sure to check out us on all of our platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the things. And check out our social, Instagram, Facebook, and we will see you soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.